All right, here we go. Let's get it started. Um, first of all, appreciate you for joining me. Uh, got yeah, T.J. Sure. Robinson with me uh, for the first episode of What's Going On. Um, he's the author of I Need You to Know Something. He's a Clemson graduate, and uh, he also wrote The Growth Process. Um, for the people who don't know you out there, mind introducing yourself? Yeah, yeah. So like Zach said, um, T.J. Robinson uh, graduated from Clemson, uh, from Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, living and working in the Charlotte uh, Charlotte, North Carolina now. So, um, you know, just finished up my second book, just released it. Um, I need you to know something. So a uh, really cool project that I've been working on for some time and I uh, just was excited to get it out there. So here I am now just, you know, trying to see where we can go from there. And uh, the book is available on Amazon, right? Yep. Yep. Exclusively on Amazon. So you go to Amazon like you normally do, just type it in. You probably got to put my name in there because I'm not that big <laughs> as well. Uh, and it'll pop up for you. Uh, but, you know, but yeah, it's on there. All right. Uh, so let's get right into it. Um, take me back. You talked about Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, what was it like growing up there? Uh, Rock Hill was great, man. You know, it's it's not a, a, a big city at all, but it's one of the bigger ones in South Carolina. But it's cool, you know, very uh, sports um oriented so big uh big football uh town uh, a lot of good really good athletes come out of here and i you know i was big in the sports as well uh ran ran in college for two years at anderson university which is right down the road for clemson and uh, so i ran the track there which is really cool but yeah rock hill definitely uh, i would say uh, molded me um, in a special way you know just the things i was involved in the people my family uh, friends uh, definitely just kind of molded me and just really kind of wanted me I wanted I wanted to pursue more out of life just kind of knowing that you know there were a lot of possibilities and whatnot so yeah definitely uh to have Rock Hill sure yeah, shout out to Rock Hill uh, <laughs> from Charlotte but um yeah. you talked about family and friends uh take me back um what were some of those core values those life lessons that you learned at a young age that you yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like just growing up, you know, my parents um, were very, I won't say like very like tough, but they were just really instilled a lot of just, you know, values, just like hard work, uh, being independent, you know, really putting and keeping God first, um, you know, just really kind of like understanding life and just knowing that life really isn't going to hand you anything. Um, so you are going to have to work, but at the same time, enjoy it. You know, and so my mom was just always, you know, really pushing me and always speaking life into me and my brother. And, you know, my dad was the type of man that really led by example um, and just just the way he maneuvered and did things and um, really just kind of molded me um, in a special way. So it always kept me curious about mm -hmm. life, um, always kept me wanting to ask questions, um, you know, how can I do this or. You know, if I put my mind to something, I know that I can do it. So, uh, yeah, just really my family really has a strong um, kind of impact and influence on my life. And then just having a good core group of friends that, you know, I'm still friends with to this day that I met either elementary, middle and high school. And so all of us are really kind of, you know, same level headed type of individuals, you know, always kind of keeping each other grounded as well. So, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, just that family and those friends that I grew up with definitely were, you know, some important people to me, which really kind of inspired me with the book as well. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll get into more of the book a little bit later. But um, earlier you mentioned running track at Anderson. 
Um, could you take me through that journey? What was like the recruiting process like when you got to Anderson? What was that like being on the track team? Yeah, yeah. So I knew um, I just, you know, I, I wanted to do something in college. I wanted, I felt like, you know, I wanted to play a sport. I didn't feel like my athletic career was done. Um, you know, football was great for me, but I wasn't like the greatest, you know, uh, football player when I was pretty decent. But um, I knew I could definitely um, make it uh, in track. And so uh, Anderson was kind of on my radar uh, just with certain uh, majors that I was wanting to pursue at the time. Um, and then me and the coach uh, somehow got connected um, and then he reached out to me and then we uh, started talking and whatnot uh, and then he got me down there uh, for a visit uh, so I went and visited and it just felt like home at the time um, so I went down there and it just kind of showed me the ropes uh, showed me just kind of what life would be like and whatnot very uh, small school but a beautiful school nonetheless and you know I felt like I could really grow there um, you know really uh, would be good for me going into my freshman year. So, you know, I, I talked to the coach a good bit and decided I was going to commit there. And he was just telling me about the team and how I could come in and really, you know, with track, it's, a, it's definitely an individual sport, but it's also a team sport as well. And it was a young team at the time and just let me know that I could come in and really play a big role. And we were really good, you know, my even really my first two years, they're the only two that I've been, but definitely my first year, you know, uh, really did well with the team that we had. So just coming in, and uh, it was definitely a wake-up call, though. I mean, I think the high school I went to, they definitely prepared us and the way we kind of ran things. Uh, when, we got, when you get to college, it's definitely a big uh, wake-up call, especially with track, because uh, you, you, you're running against everybody, whether it's D1, D2, D3. I mean, if you're fast, you're fast. So uh, it was a wake-up call. It was also fun. We traveled a lot. Uh, you really got to meet a lot of people. Uh, you really got to see a lot of different uh, colleges and things like that so it was a great experience um you know with me deciding to move forward and then transfer to Clemson that was just kind of a uh, something that I was just kind of burnt out a little bit and I wanted something different um but it was you know I definitely enjoyed it the process of it just um I took a lot of life lessons out of it you know just really kind of working hard and just yeah you're gonna have setbacks as far as injuries and just learning how to overcome that and then it felt it feeling like a full-time job you know it's a big commitment also school and other obligations as well but yeah just that whole process and just those two years I think really helped shape you know who I am today um, that time period of my life and just you know kind of figuring out what I want out of life as well. Um, you talked about it being like a wake-up call uh, getting over setbacks getting over injuries um, from a middle standpoint what was it like going through those things? Uh, just being in the middle of it, it was uh, it was tough at first. Like I mean, like my very first practice, you know, I would definitely say it kicked my butt, you know, uh, without question. So that in itself was a wake up call, and you know, you think you're in shape, but you're not. But then just being in those injuries, you know, you feeling like you're on a good pace, you know, you're progressing, you're getting better, and then you know, an injury happens, and it just you feel like it puts you ten steps back, and so. Um, sometimes it can take you into a dark place, you know, especially if you're, you know, really competitive and you just want the best for yourself and obviously your team and, you know, the potential that you guys can have. And, and so just being in the middle of that, uh, it was definitely tough. But then that kind of also goes back to just my family background and things like that, just kind of those values and morals instilled in me. You know, that's just one of those, you know, hills you got to climb in life. You know, you get a setback. 
you can either mope about it and whatnot, um, or you can just push forward. And so, you know, I had my days like, okay, this sucks. Um, but it was like, you know what? The, the quicker I get on top of this, the more I stay on top of it and I do the things I need to do, I can come back and be healthy. And so um, I, had a few, I had a few of those and I was able to, you know, climb back and uh, do what I need to do to help my team uh, for us to uh, do well when we were doing well and whatnot. So, yeah, just being in the middle of it, can de- it was definitely tough. Um, but it's not, it's not anything that, you know, if you love something, you're going to do what you need to do to get better. So that was just kind of my mindset. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, when you're going through those hard times, those dark times, you know, when you're in it, you're, you're not really thinking about, you know, what's next or right. Or, but, you know, being able to reflect on it now, you kind of see, you know, kind of made me who I am. Exactly. Through, you know, exactly. Um, so you transferred to Clemson. What was mm-hmm. that transition like going from Anderson where you were an athlete, although you dealt with injuries, to going to Clemson, although yeah. it's right up the street? Yeah, no, going to Clemson was like a whole new world. Like you said, it's only like 30 minutes away, but it was like a whole new world. The school was probably like 10 times bigger, um, you know, a lot, lot more going on. Um, I'm not an athlete anymore. And so, you know, when you're an athlete, you kind of, your schedule is kind of pretty much in place for you. You know, you got your classes, study hall, uh, practice, and then, you know, with track, you're traveling on the weekends and things like that. And, um, and so that was new. Um, not being an athlete, and that was a big part of my life since I was a little boy to up until I transferred. So, excuse me, it was um, it was definitely different. Um, definitely going into a whole new world. I had to adjust, uh, try to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do and get involved in. You know, how I, how was I going to fit into, you know, this Clemson life per se and uh, so that was a challenge within itself. It wasn't necessarily uh, hard or something I felt like I couldn't do because I feel like I am a people person. I don't mind getting put myself out there, getting involved. Uh, but it was just like you could, I was just like taking it all in and just trying to figure out, okay, hey, what's next for me? Um, but it was a cool transition. It was something that I really wanted. Uh, you know, it's something that I felt like I needed to do. Um, and I, I truly felt like it helped me grow you know, in ways that I did not see uh, possible and just the things I was able to get involved in at Clemson really uh, just helped me and just expand my mind and, you know, the people I was able to meet and, you know, build friendships with, that's something I can never uh, take for granted. So that transition with Clemson was different, but it was worth it. Right. Um, Who were some of those people, you know, some of those organizations and things like that that kind of helped you with that transition? Yeah, yeah. So I would say, uh, for one, I got involved. I think I took that first semester and just kind of got to know the school and things like that. Um, the second semester, I hit the ground running. Um, I got involved with campus recreation uh, right away. Um, I just loved be working out, being in the gym. So I was like, why not work there? I didn't think much of it. I was just trying to get a little extra money. Um, but <laughs> ended up that turned into something great. So just those people there, those grad assistants, um, just the, the leadership and campus rec, the opportunities that they presented um, there for me, um, allowing me to advance, you know, um, and take on new roles and new leadership positions. That was really cool. And I feel like that still helps me to this day. Um, I was involved with the Gantt uh, Multicultural Center. Um, as well, campus being a pure dialogue facilitator. And I think that opened my mind to a new world of Clemson that, 
you really didn't you knew existed but it's just that they're kind of on the back burner per se um and so being a part of that uh being a peer dialogue facilitator was amazing um like i said it really opened my mind really let me meet uh different kinds of people uh it really challenged my way of thinking um just as an individual i always felt like i was a pretty um open-minded person uh but it opened my mind even more uh and that was probably really impactful for me as well um and then i had an opportunity to work um with the student athlete uh, tutoring uh, center as well. And that was really cool, you know, meeting people there. So I was involved with three uh, really, you know, different uh, organizations, I guess, on campus. Um, and then just, just some people that I've encountered along the way there, just as far as building friendships. But those three for sure really just kind of made my experience what it was. Um, and it was great and just kind of like helped me grow up even more um, as a student, as a man, you know, and then just being there at Clemson as a whole. So those are, I would probably say, the big three for me. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to campus, right? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> um, so you graduated in December of 2018. Yep. Um, you reached this big milestone. You're done. Uh, what was life after graduation like for you? What were those first few days, first few weeks after graduation yep. for you? Yeah, uh, it was definitely, it was different. Um, just knowing you're not waking up and, you know, having to do classes and, you know, these like little jobs and stuff that I have. But it was like also like, man, like it's the real world now. There's no like, you know, two month, three month break. And then I'm going back to school. You know, there's no Christmas break for a month. And then going back to school, you know, there's no staying over breaks and whatnot because I got practice or I got a summer class or something to take. So and you've been doing that for so long, you know, that's a big part of your life. And it's just like, okay, what now? And I, I guess I got to do this thing called adulting. Um, <laughs> so that was, uh, it wasn't, you know, like I, I, I embrace challenges. I, I embrace change because I, I feel like I've had a good bit of change in my life just from going from each stage and things like that and just from coming out of sports and whatnot. But you know, I embraced it. Um, I just didn't know what to expect, but that was also kind of like the fun part of it for me because I'm like, I don't really know what to expect. So, uh, you know, I ended up, you know, getting a job and whatnot uh, in Charlotte, and, you know, working and stuff. And so that was, uh, it was, um, it was different. Uh, it was definitely different. Definitely, uh, you know, wait, another wake up call, you know, because this is it, you know, this is where we're at. And it's like, okay, how do you want your life to go from here? Cause it's like when you're in school, things are kind of in place for you. You kind of know what to expect. But when you are finally graduating, it's like, all right, everything's really on you at this point. So definitely that's kind of how it was for me. Okay. Um, so with school and everything being done, how do you think your, uh, your educational background, you know, shaped who you are today? Uh, just, I think the way I interact with people, um, the way that, you know, I think, and as far as, you know, just being able to have productive, you know, conversations and just being able to um, hold my own in front of certain groups of people. Um, I think just my educational background really helped play a part in that um, as well. Uh, just, you know, my field, what I study, and then just 
Um, you know, at Clemson, I was a human resource management major, and then I minored in creative writing. So very two parts of the spectrum. I even tried to, at one point, get out of creative writing. My advisor was like, nah, you're sticking with this. He was like, it's going to help you at some point, you know. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It's just killing me. Um, but I stuck with it and just, I think like, it really challenged my thinking. So when you're coming on, I was telling somebody about this, you know, I go from the business side of Clemson to the more creative RC side of Clemson every day, you know, from being a um, business major to being a, a creative writing minor. And so my mind was just always challenged on a daily basis, you know, to really think differently uh, one hour and then the next hour I have to think a total different way. So when graduating and stepping into the real world, stepping into, you know, corporate America per se and, um, you know, it really definitely helped me kind of uh, maneuver around in a more effective way. Uh, it, it challenged my way of thinking. It kept me open uh, when I'm, you know, dealing and talking to different people um, and just kind of being in those settings. Uh, it definitely kept me um, more alert. So I feel like I kind of had an advantage uh, just because my way of thinking was challenged so much. Um, and especially my senior year, um, that I was able to carry that over into the business world, and it just kind of made me more of an effective, uh, you know, teammate whenever, you know, whatever I'm doing right now with the organizations that I work with. So, All right. Um, so let's get into the writing a little bit. As you mentioned, um, you're a creative writing minor. Right. Um, when did you actually start writing? So, like, seriously, writing, it was probably, um, I would say sometime freshman year of college. Um, you know, I would do writing like here and there, uh, just kind of throughout high school, but it was nothing serious, um, just kind of like whatever. But I think around freshman year of college, that was just more so like an outlet for me. Um, you know, like I said, I don't mind talking to people. I feel like I'm a people person in a sense, but at the same time, I found myself having a hard time like expressing I really felt about things and so somehow I just like you know what let me just kind of start writing the stuff down and kind of see you know if that helps relieve a lot of like pressures and stress that I have and it, it did you know it really helped so I just kind of kept writing and it wasn't like anything formal uh, it was more so in the poetic sense more so in a pre-verse sense um, but that's just the way kind of how my mind was thinking and that's still how it thinks to this day um, and so it was more so like therapeutic. Um, so it was around freshman year that I started writing and just kind of took it from there. All right, you talked about it being therapeutic and opening up in your writing. Um, you're very vulnerable in your writing, you're not afraid to talk about mental challenges or you know, right. physical setbacks that have happened. Um, how did you become, you know, so open to doing that in your writing? Uh, just like I said, it was going back to really just being uh therapeutic so it was never when I first started it was never one of those things it was like okay I'm gonna write and I'm gonna write a book and I'm gonna you know make this and make that and put this out for people to read and see it was really just for me just like okay let's get this out you know it's I'm just kind of feeling this way um let me just write this stuff down let me see what's let me see what's going on let me see if this helps me um, and that's really kind of what it was, just kind of touching on those vulnerable sides. But like I said, again, in more of the poetic sense, not necessary, necessarily like, all right, here's my journal. I'm a journal how I was feeling today. Um, you know, and I've had those 
I can do that sometimes, you know, just kind of just, um, just blabbling on a little bit, I guess one would say. Um, but yeah, that was more so kind of how it came out for me. Um, and just kind of putting it out there. And then it just so happened to me starting to actually put it out in public, which is still hard, you know, being writing book number two, uh, that's still a tough thing to do because that is a vulnerable side for me. Um, I feel like it's a side that, you know, most people don't know, or, you know, I don't really put that on display for them to know. Um, so when you do put, you know, your vulnerable uh, feelings and things out like that, it, it can be pretty uh, scary at times because, you know, people may think, oh, you know, is something wrong with them or whatnot. But, you know, it's just, you know, me going through everyday life. Um, so, yeah, that's really kind of where it was for me. Um, so let's get into the book. Uh, I need you to know something. Mm -hmm. um, I got it right here in front of me. Okay. <laughs> um, what was the inspiration behind this book? Oh, man. Um, really just because I, I, I pull inspiration from a lot of different places. Uh, but really, for me, it was just like, you know what? I need, it's, I really kind of write to myself. It's more so like, hey, I'm talking to you, you know, me talking to myself. So it's like, okay, I want, I want something that's like positive. I want something that's going to push me. I want something that's going to inspire me. Um, you know, I, I love the things I like to read are the short and sweet stuff, the stuff that just kind of, you can read one of one thing and it sticks with you. It's like, okay, I'm going to use that to kind of go throughout the day, keep that in the back of my mind and let that um, just kind of be the sticking point for me. Um, and so that was kind of my thought process behind it. You know, hey, I, I want something positive. You know, I want something that I can, you know, read one page and say, oh, that was good. Let me take that with me to work. Let me just kind of, you know, meditate on that throughout the day. And so that was really kind of the thinking process behind it. Um, but then just far as far as like structuring goes, how I want to do it, um, that was tough. Because um, like I tell people, I try it, I probably chose between anywhere between four to 500 different pieces. Um, and so just trying to figure out the the way I wanted it to go and the type of pieces that I wanted to be in there, that was really challenging, but I kind of just took everyday life as the inspiration at that point. And so just things I was reading, you know, the people I was interacting with, you know, family, things I would listen to, and I was like, okay, you know, let's just kind of keep this on the, the positive track, you know, talking about energy, talking about self-growth, talking about purpose, uh, positivity. I started finding those themes that I wanted to touch on. And so once I found like those five themes or whatnot, love, I was like, all right, let's kind of stick to those and just run with it. And then that's just kind of how it kind of came into play. Um, how'd the title come about? It's very simple. I mean... Yeah, and that title title came last minute. I played around with a couple different titles, um, and that's always the tough part. But then it was like I'm reading it. I'm, I'm going back through all these pieces, and you know, I'm thinking about it in like a conversation sense. And it's like me talking to a younger version of myself. And I'm saying, you know, come here, like, let me tell you something, you know, or I need you to know this. And then I can just open up the book and pick out a piece and say, hey, you know, check this out. And then let's talk about it. You know, I need you to know that, you know, 
you're better than what the world says you are. I need you to know that your energy does matter. You know, mm-hmm. you know I need you to know that, you know, life is going to bring its challenges, but that doesn't mean you're defeated. So I need you to know these different things. I need you to know that you can make a relationship work, you know, but you have to be selfless. Um, so just all these different, you know, tidbits, these nuggets, these pieces of inspiration and affirmations that are in there. It's like, hey, you know, I need you to know this because if you know this, this is not like a, a manual or anything that's just like, I've got all the answers to life, but I do feel like there's some things in there. We just kind of apply it to our lives. You know, it, it does make certain things a lot easier for us. And so that's just kind of like, you know what? That kind of sticks a little bit. So it just hit me one day and I was like, let me stick with it. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> where you talking about, you mentioned the word like manual. It's like not yep. a manual. Um, but I like how like you can take little pieces and bits of it and apply it to right. a lot. It's a lot of gems in the book. Um, but before we dive into the book any further, choosing out examples and stuff, how long of a process was this? Um, for me, truly working on this, like getting down to the nitty gritty of it, it was probably around a little bit over a year. Um, and like I said, that was me choosing. I had you know, just so many pieces and that came from, okay, I knew I wanted another collection of writing that I wanted to put out. Um, but I didn't necessarily know the direction I wanted to go towards. And so, but I knew I was writing, I was writing, I was just like, you know, keep writing. Um, here are kind of some of those themes, just keep writing, keep writing. So that's what it was. I was really starting to write effectively for a little bit over a year. And I had pulled some pieces from like, even like, 2017 or something like that 2018 so it's a couple oldies in there but um yeah I said like really like a year and then I once I really kind of came down to how I wanted it structured that happened probably at the top of the year it was like all right like this is kind of how the path the direction I wanted to go towards as far as that really positive um you know type of theme and so really just from like I told myself hey you need to be finished with just pieces in general by March, sometime in March. Um, I think I gave myself like middle to the end of March to just finish with all the pieces as far as what's going to be in the book. So I think from January um, to March is when I started dwindling down on pieces. So probably like a three-month process of just taking things out. And then from April, from end of March to like April and May, editing, just like, uh, you know, editing, revising, uh, reworking, you know, playing around with it. And sometimes I can get so caught up in, I'll probably spend 30 minutes on a piece. I'm like, all right, that's, you're doing too much. <laughs> and so that's just being a perfectionist. And so I'll just leave it alone or want, feeling like I need to expand on something. I put in a friend who, who I really trust and they helped me edit it. Um, so I'm going through the editing process with them. Um, they're telling me, you know, hey, might want to restructure it this way or I like this or maneuver this around a little bit so that helped me out a lot and so by the end of you know middle may end of may was like it was it was finished um and then just kind of rereading it rereading it putting it together um you know doing the whole self-publishing thing and then just putting it out so yeah it took me probably a little bit over a year okay uh, touch on something that you just mentioned just now uh while you were speaking you talked about writing effectively Mm -hmm. um during those times when you don't think you're necessarily writing effectively, what what are those days like? Um, 
a day is like filled with frustration. <laughs> you just, but you're right. You, cause you don't really know what's good and what isn't. Cause at the end of the day, it's still more so therapeutic for me, but in the back of my mind, it's like, I'm working. So let's start to kind of, because for me, I feel like I suppress my feelings a good bit, which I try to do better with by writing, you know, by not doing that, by putting them out there. Um, and so uh, effectively writing for me is like really pulling out those suppressed feelings, not trying to sugarcoat when I'm writing, not trying to make it sound so clean and cut, um, mm -hmm. writing raw, you know, and I, and I realized you know, when I'm on a roll and the ones that I did write when I'm just on the roll, I go back and look, I'm like, man, the spelling is terrible. You know, mm -hmm. I messed the word here, but I knew that I was really on a roll there. I was really writing. And I, when I talk about writing, I, t I use my phone. I don't like writing on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I use my notes pad on my phone. Whatnot, so it's loaded uh, with like just stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm like laying down, I'm writing something. My best time of writing comes late night or like super early morning. Um, so those are like the two prime parts for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really where the effect of writing comes in. It's like really being raw and like not trying to sugarcoat or not force writing, you know, trying to sound like poetic or, um, you know, politically correct, you know, just writing. And then once you're done with that, when you really get into the editing part, that's when you can kind of go back and restructure and say, hey, this is what I have. Okay, maybe move this line around, take this one out, you know, maybe change this around a little bit. But as far as the structure, like the overall piece is, is there. Uh, so that's more so the effect of writing is just really being raw and not trying to hold back a little bit. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so let's dive into the book. Let's choose a few yeah. examples from the book. I think like, with these examples, you know, they can change every day. It can yeah. be something totally different that just hits your, hits your spirit and mm -hmm. connects with you. Um, so I got like over like 40, maybe 50 pictures in my in my phone just from the yeah. book itself. So For it was sure. kind of hard narrowing down to five. I got it at like six right now. Okay. But yeah, if you want to start it off, you can. If not, I can start it off. You can start, yeah, yeah. You let me know what you was feeling and then we can talk about it. All right, but, uh, so I started off. Uh, the first one that I had was, and I just saw this one like today, like before I got on here with you. Yeah. Um, it's okay to not always be 100% or at the top of your game. You are allowed to take time to rest and recharge. Um, so I think like, especially like during this time, I think that's important mm -hmm. with the shutdown, pandemic, everything that's going on. It's okay to just take a break, pause. Um, so that one kind of connected to me a lot today yeah. as I read that one. Um, what was what was the process of like writing that one or um, yeah. what were you thinking? I just, that one is, it's big, it's short and sweet, but it's so, it's big for me. And I, and that's a big one I have to kind of go back and reflect on sometimes. Uh, just because we kind of live in a world now and especially kind of the age that we're in, being in that early twenties, fresh out of college type of age where you feel like you just have to constantly be grinding and like, doing this and doing that and like showing that you're always working and you're trying to, you know, be a millionaire by 30 or something like that. And it's like, you know, a important part of working is also resting. You know, how can I give you my all if I'm not a hundred percent, you know, how can I, you know, give you the best that I have and give you my best work if I'm not taking time to rest my mind, taking off days, you know, a big, you know, I tell people like a big part of self-care is also, you know, resting, you know, uh, taking time to yourself, doing nothing, just kind of just 
whatever, you know, resting looks like for you doing that, you know, and so you are allowed to rest and recharge. It's just kind of like your phone, you know, you don't put it on the charger, it's going to die, you know, and so it's one of those things that, yeah, it's, it's very useful. You need it um, to a certain extent, but at some point you got to put it down, you got to let it charge so that it can perform at its best abilities. You know, your phone get down to 10%, that message pop up and now it's running slow because, you know, you're not let you're not charging it up. So we're the same way. We're no different. Um, and so while we're on this process, while we're on this ground, while we're on this journey, it's important for us to understand that, hey, take a day, take two days, you know, take a week, you know, if you need to, uh, just so you can feel like yourself and then, you know, keep going. So that was really kind of the basis behind that. Um, the second one that I had was uh, never let your desires and dreams outweigh your willingness to work. If you yep. want it bad enough, your work ethic has to exceed all limits and obstacles placed upon you. And that's kind of like a contradiction of the last one that we talked about. But like, yep. I'm big on like, you got to put the work in. Like, yep. you want something bad enough, like you got you got to work for it. Nobody mm -hmm. going to give you any handouts or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one for me, uh, and you're right, it's, it is a contradiction. But I think when we talk about growth journeys and growth processes that's all that's all one that's all one big thing so it's like hey <clears throat> excuse me like when you're resting you're resting you know take advantage of that um but when you're working like, you're working you know definitely put yeah don't don't have acid don't be 50 percent in you know when you're working you're trying to it's time for you to do what you need to do so you can accomplish those desires and dreams that you have you know i don't i always tell myself and you know some people I talk to, I never want to be that person where I'm always thinking about the future and dreaming and whatnot, but then I'm not putting in the work to get there. Exactly. You know? And so it just, and it really goes to small things in our life to big things in our life. And you can apply however you need to. But like you say, you know, if you want it bad enough, you know, your work ethic will kind of exceed that. And I just think me having such a heavy sports background and growing up in sports is kind of something I always kind of go back to. Um, and just thinking about, you know, I've been on some great teams, some championship teams from football to track and, you know, and I, and I link back on those seasons we had, I'm like, man, we really put work in, you know, we were really out here going hard and grinding and like really coding each other accountable and our work ethic was exceeding, you know, all those limits and obstacles that we were, that were in front of us and, you know, ended up winning, you know, or doing, having a good season. And so you just have to apply that to whatever you're doing and, in this life right now and you know just really pushing that hey here are my dreams here are my goals here's the vision that i have boom 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 i got all that stuff written down okay what can i do i may not know the whole path but what's the next step um and then you just go from there so yeah i think we love yeah. to see the, the hard work pay off as well because mm -hmm. um, when you're going through it like like I, like I mentioned earlier yeah you're not really thinking about the the outcome you're just thinking about, okay, let me get through this. Let me work hard and hopefully yep. to such and such, but you don't know the future. Right. You um, don't. So let's move on to the third one. Uh, yeah. It's never about the views or the likes or the commentary. It's about the lives I am able to impact in the best way possible. And I yep. think that was like, that was big for me, especially like in the social media era that we live in. Mm -hmm. um, you might post something you think it's the hardest thing out. And nobody, yep. nobody liking it. <laughs> nobody, nobody commenting. None of the night. Yep. Yep. 
uh, you know, like if you could just impact one person's life, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. can, that can help them out. That can help you out. Yeah, no, that, I mean that's big. I mean that's exactly where my head was when I was when I was writing that piece, and it's just it, it really isn't. It's not about that at all. You know, you have to you have to really love what you're doing and really have a passion for it. Because when you do, that's one of those things. You know, y'all do this for free. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't about money for me or about you know recognition or fame this is something i'll do for free now obviously you want those things you want to you know make money and went off the things you do because you feel like you deserve that but just the core of it you know yeah i do this for free so it's not necessarily about you know i'm getting all these likes or people comment and saying how much they love because we do live in a time of instant gratification where that's what we want you know our generation that's what we feed off of just in the social media era um, and that stuff is sweet. It's nice, but that's the thing. It's instant, and then it's it's gone. You know. Right. So what are you building on? You know, are you making? Are the things that you're creating and working? Are you leaving that impact? You know. And so what's big for me is when people, you know, and not that that's what I'm living for, but it's cool when people reach out to me personally, like, man, you know, I really love this piece, or this was really helpful for me at this time, or this really spoke to me. You know keep doing what you're doing. You know, this is really helpful for me. And so that's what I do it for. Not that the, you know, a couple of people like the post and then kept scrolling, you know, because they're forgetting about it 30 seconds later or that they put a little comment on it there or whatever, because I just feel like when you're tied to a purpose and like what's meant for you, yeah. everything that's meant for you is going to happen, you know, and right. not the things that we're trying to force ourselves into, like the actual, purpose that's over our lives the things that we're meant to do um and the success that we're meant to have um so those things like when that is those things that are tied to you that purpose when it's meant for you is going to happen and so um that's how i feel so i definitely have to go back and remember this because i'm not saying i'm perfect and this is always i'm always like yeah i'm not worried about this because i am i'm human you know i want to see those likes i want to see those comments and stuff but at the end of the day, I just remind myself it's not about that at all. All right. All right. Um, number four, let's see. Uh, this is a short one as well. Yeah. There's power in your persistence. Don't give up. So simple. Uh, yeah. Keep going. Um, don't stop. I'm big. Yeah. Like, I listen to Nipsey Hustle a lot. Yeah. The marathon continues. So you got to yeah. keep going. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's... uh. Some short and sweet, and that's some, uh, sometimes all you need to see. And for me, when I'm writing that, that's what I needed when I was writing. It's just this power in your pers- your persistence. And so, because you feel like sometimes you're on this grind, you're working on this journey, and you're just constantly putting the work in. You're constantly staying up late, just kind of studying your craft and whatever the case may be. And then you're putting, you know, content out or whatever you're doing, and you're just feeling like you're just on this long road, and uh, it's just like no win coming at the end or you know there's like no victory there and just like yo you really land some pivotal bricks right now you know you're really uh you're really laying the groundwork for your future and your success and so that's something I have to tell myself like keep going keep going you know and like I said I always think back to you know me playing sports those long hard practices we used to have those two a days in the summertime like those are long roads you're like man this sucks I hate this <laughs> you know <laughs> I hate these coaches. My teammates suck. 
backpackers, you know, it's like all this stuff going on. But, you know, once you get going and you start doing well and you're seeing all that, you know, that work is paying off, it's, yeah. it's big. And that's why I tell, I try to tell people now and I try to preach, you know, celebrate all your wins, you know, small wins, big wins, because you're going to have more times on the journey just pushing through, pushing through, and then you're going to have a win here, you know, a win there. So you're going to have more struggle than you have victories. So when you do have victories, definitely celebrate them because it's it's uh, it's, a, it's a road for sure. For sure. And I think uh, just being, like, consistent and repetition is, is key to that as well. Yep. Um, yep. Just constantly over and over and building good habits. Yep. Um, so, Most yeah. Definitely. Uh, fifth one. Um, be thankful for the struggles in your life. How you choose to deal with these struggles, with those struggles, is the defining point. Mm-hmm. They will either make you or break you. In order to grow as a person, trials are a must, so that in the end you may come out stronger than ever. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Um, and that was just it's self-explanatory, really. Yeah. Um, you got you got to take the bumps and the bruises in mm-hmm. your life. Um. Learn from them, keep moving, and uh, try to yeah. become a better person. Yeah, uh, it's fun because I would like talk to my mom and stuff, and you know, I you know I pray a lot. You know, I ask. You know, I always just kind of kind of keep that conversation flowing with God in my life. But I tell my mom, it's like it's funny because I'm like, you know, hey God, give me strength. Mm-hmm. And then you get a, you get a test come through. I like a trial come way. It's like you asked for it. You know, you said, hey, give me strength to get through, you know, life or give me strength to do this and that. And then those tough times come, that struggle come. And it's like, hey, I ain't asked for this. Well, yeah, you did. You said, give me strength. So, you know, life happening right now. You know, how are you going to, how are you going to come out of this? You know, and so that's just really me, you know, being thankful for that struggle. I'm saying, oh, hey, I want to be like this. I want to have these qualities as a leader, as a human, as a man, you know, and, you know, pressure makes diamonds at the end of the day. And so you really just kind of have to go through that because in order to kind of be the person that you want to be, that strong person you want to be, you know, uh, or even that vulnerable person you want to be, say, hey, you know, I struggle with vulnerability, and me per se, and just like, okay, well, in order for me to kind of do better about that, I need to be okay with who I am, you know, love by myself, and then be able to express, uh, you know, my vulnerabilities and open up myself. Uh, to the world and those around me. So, yeah, definitely being thankful for my struggles. And, I, you know, I wake up and I try to be thankful every day uh, because, you know, life could totally be different. So I don't take anything for granted. Yeah, I think the uh, this last one that I'm around, yeah. I think it, the timing of this book was very well. I don't know if you had it planned like that. Or <laughs> um, when I read this one, it was just like, Dang, like it's, it's just like so true to like what's going on right now in the world uh, today. Mm-hmm. But um, it says we live in an imperfect world full of imperfect people. Yet we expect perfection from those we consider leaders in our society when they are also human as well. Um, so I just thought like I immediately thought about like presidency, mm-hmm. um, the, the presidential election that's coming up in November. Mm-hmm. And how we just like we look at these candidates and we just like, OK, we gonna nitpick and see what we're going to not like about this person or what yeah. they're wrong for. Like, we're all human, yo. Like, we're all human, yeah. And and that's really in that. And like I said, this book just happened to come out during, you know, this pandemic and, you know, just uh, 
the social injustice things that we're dealing with right now and the racial inequality and all that, all everything that's going on in the world, it was not planned like that at all. But that piece is so important because I'm just thinking about how, you know, us as just regular people per se, we hold these people in high offices and just celebrities and, you know, presidents and everybody, you just hold them in such high regard as you should because they're leaders and, you know, they are on this platform. You should definitely hold them in high regard. But we forget a lot of times that they're human, you know, they're not these perfect people at all. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to do things that we don't like and appreciate. Um, and we would be in that same boat. If we were in that on those same levels, we're going to do things that people don't like. We're going to mess up in life. But their mess ups is just going to be broadcasted, you know. So, but it's like we expect perfection from them still. We expect them to say, hey, you're not supposed to mess up. You're not supposed to say this. Well, you know, not everybody is educated on every, you know, topic in the world. That's just impossible. But it's important for people like us and just people all over. If you are educated on something to really put that out there, you know, to show people, hey, this is how you say this or this is the right words to say or this is how you're supposed to maneuver about in this situation. Um, but it is it, that was just funny to me. I wrote that and I was like. And I think that was one of the pieces I was going to leave out. I just didn't know if it fit, but I was like, you know what, put it in there. But it's just funny because I'm like, I do it too. I see these people in high offices, high regards, you know, even on a local level, you know, someone sitting in as a mayor, governor, or pastor, or, you know, some high school coach or whatever, and they may mess up or they say or do something that, you know, I don't necessarily agree with. And we're just like judging quickly. And I have to watch myself, you know, say, okay, hey, that was a mess up. You know, they did, they, what they did was wrong. Do I have to cancel them? Probably not, depending on what it was. You know, some things, you know, you probably should get canceled for, but like just overall, like, yo, they're human. You know, and they're gonna mess up and they're gonna keep messing up until they die. And so it's up to me just kind of always have grace and forgiveness on my heart. Um, and then just try to maneuver better. You know, hopefully they can too. Yeah. Uh, what were some of your favorite pieces uh, from the book when you were either writing it or reflecting on it now? Yeah, no, my favorites, I would definitely say probably like the first five, six, seven pieces and then the last two. Um, but I would say one of my favorites, um, it's on page three, and I'll read it. Um, some of my best work created found its origins from some of my worst pain that I ever felt. As much as I hated those feelings, there were times where I craved to be in those moments again, those moments of deep hurt and heartache, because I knew the beauty that would come out of the beast. I knew the rainbow that would follow from the storm. I was ready to go through hell just so I could feel alive again. Um, and so that one was kind of unique for me. Um, I, I think that was, I think I liked that one for many reasons, just because of the play on words, you know, mm -hmm. the poetic sense of it but just the raw vulnerability at the same time. Um, just how overall, none of us like to really go through struggle and feel pain. Like who really, nobody really wants that, but I'm looking at it as so dang, like look at the person that I became because of those struggles that I dealt with um, during that situation. Um, and so it's like, dang, I really grew as a person there. Um, and so I'm looking like, man, like low key, take me back a little bit. Let me kind of feel that again so I can come out and you know, kind of just come become this good or great person that I was coming out of that fire, coming out of that storm, you know, coming out of that hell 
so that was just a really cool piece for me um, that I really like. I love the poetic uh, sense that it has and that those play on words as well. So that was definitely one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I think you definitely have to like grow into a point where you are able to you know write that and share that with the world because I think yeah. like, a lot of people are afraid to even say something like that. Yeah. That you were able to write that and put that in a book is powerful. Most definitely, most definitely, yes. Yeah. So I definitely appreciated that. Um, another one I like, we kind of touched on it earlier, the one with the no manual. Um, and I'll read that one as well. I think that was pretty cool. Uh, there's no manual on how to have a good and happy life. There's no manual on how to be successful. There's no manual on self-growth. There's no manual on how to heal from life's heartbreaks. There's no manual on how to love someone. There's no manual on how to do life. Uh, the only true instruction required is for you to take the next step, whatever that may be. Take the next step in accomplishing your goals and let the rest take care of itself. Um, so that one was big because, you know, I didn't even want, like, I know I knew that, you know, me putting a description and stuff out there, people knew that this book would be some, you know, way of like talking about self-growth, positivity, you know, love, you know, all that good stuff, purpose. But I didn't want it to be, and that's why I put it so early, I think, like, piece number four in the book. Like, yo, this is not a book on, you know, hey, you do this, mm-hmm. you're gonna, your journey is going to be great. You know, you're going to really learn how to love someone. And, I mean, you've seen it before on social media where, you know, oh, you know, 10 ways to do this. Or you go, you see a book, you know, five ways to, you know, build six figures in your 20s or whatever. And there, and I tell me there's nothing wrong with those at all because those it's some gems in those articles and in those books um, that definitely may work for you. Um, but you know me personally, I just don't feel like there's just just one set way. Okay, hey, you do this, this is gonna this is gonna get you there. You know, you do this, your your heart your heartache that you've been feeling from that relationship, you good. Because everybody knows, you know, you come out of a heartache relationship, that just take time at the end of the day. You know, mm-hmm. or you do this, you invest your money this way, I guarantee you're going to get $10,000, you right, know, return right. on investment and whatnot. And it's just like, okay, maybe, you know, we can't predict that and whatnot. Um, so just really just overall, you know, there's no manual. So what I'm just kind of getting at is like, yo, live your life, you know, <laughs> just go on your journey as it is. Take take those bumps um, and those bumps in the road as they come. Take those wins as they come, you know, because that's what's important. And at the end of the day, when you kind of get to a place where you're ready to reflect and you look back, you okay, you say, okay, did I really live this the way that I intended um, to live it? You know, did I really embrace my journey to the fullest? Was I trying to copy somebody else's mold? Um, so that that's really where I was getting at with that one. And I have to remember that as well. Like, yo, there's no set way. Someone got to where you want to be at, at 21, you may get there at 26. But that's fine because y'all on two different stages in life. But you want to get to where you need to be, regardless. Yeah, I think for your own race, um, yeah, it's your own process, right? I mean, like you said, what works for somebody else might not work for you. Might not work for you, but it's gonna it's gonna work out the way it's supposed to. Right. Um, and then I'll do one more. Um, let me see. I'm gonna do one of the last ones. Like I said, it was definitely one of my. Uh, favorites. Okay. Let me see. Um, I'll do the, the very last one. It said, I once came across this fountain 
this fountain filled with confidence, happiness, and joy. It allowed me to realize that even in my darkest days, joy is still there. My gift is still there. Uh, the love is still there. Even now and then, I find myself returning to this fountain, replenishing my body, renewing my mind, feeling refreshed and thankful. Thankful for being who I am and taking pride in who I am. I am at my best. Um, and so I definitely wanted to end the book on that note. Uh, just saying, just so, you know, sometimes we, we come across these things in life that really just kind of bring us like the most happiness, you know, just really kind of put us in a place of feeling content, you know, and feeling like we're doing pretty good, you know, and whether that's taking a trip, you know, whether that's reading some good books that we love, whether that's going on a hike, you know, going to the beach or something like that, or you know, going to talk to certain people, you know, or just kind of going back to and looking over certain accomplishments that we've had in the past and just kind of going back to them and saying, man, you know what, like I was happy then, you know, or that really brings out the best in me. Um, and so just kind of going back and, you know, really reflecting on those things or letting those things bring you energy and give you that energy. Uh, so that's really kind of what, what that meant for me was like uh, going back to those things that really bring me life you know whether that's uh the people important people in my life good friends that i don't see a lot and when we get to hang out they just get fill me with so much energy and life and motivate me uh, family as well uh you know different things that i read you know videos that i've watched time and time again you know that just whether it's a music video or whether it's like an interview or something like that uh just kind of or you know movie just like ah oh, that felt good that, that really pushed me motivated me you know, just doing things that we love out of life and letting it replenish us um, so that we can keep moving forward because sometimes it's just, it's tough. And so uh, that was really one of my favorites. And a piece like that's a lot of reoccurring themes in this book and as a, you know, ending off with that one. And so, uh, yeah, just definitely kind of just touching on that positive note and just kind of, you know, telling people at the end of the day, keep going, you know, regardless of what happens, just keep going. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a lot of gems in the book, man. Uh, as we mentioned, available on Amazon. Most definitely. Uh, I can get that. Um, I had a few more questions for you, though. For sure. Um, with everything that's going on right now in the world, COVID-19, uh, social yeah. justice uh, stuff that's going on, what's something that you've learned about yourself during these times? Oh, man. Oh, that's a good question. Um, something I just really learned about myself during this whole thing is that I would say that my voice definitely matters, you know, and, and that sounds cliche, but really just kind of like, I'm not some famous person or I got this huge platform, but I do have the power to impact at least one life, you know? And so just everything that's going on right now, you know, like I said, I don't have all the answers, to anything at all but I do have a voice um and what I can do I can you know preach positivity you know positivity um I can preach love you know um I can speak up for what's right and what's wrong you know regardless if people may have their you know opinions about it but at the end of the day my voice still does matter um and so that's really what I'm just trying to figure out you know, how to effectively use my voice. You know, I think it was really important. I was thankful that 
I was writing a book like this before thinking any of this would go down, you know, as it is going down in 2020 right now, this was already in the works, but it just so happened to be, I guess, a perfect time. So I'm like, okay, that's the way I'm using my voice by putting, you know, a collection of writing out that does promote positivity and growth and self-love and self-care and things like that. Uh, So I think that's important, but yeah, I think the biggest thing I definitely, you know, learn about myself during this time is really using my voice and using it effectively um, and not shying away from the things that really do matter that can help people. Right. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. important. Right? Got to use your voice and it's powerful. Most definitely. I did see that you posted a few pictures out there uh, protesting, I think, in Rock Hill. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Um, It was good. It was super positive. It was very peaceful. Um, There was some... Uh, some definitely some good community leaders that came out there. Uh, it was a, it was all types of people from white, black, uh, you know, male, female, all different, just everybody. Right. Everybody was out there, kids, adults, um, and so it was. It was a powerful thing to see. Um, it was a great turnout. Um, it wasn't crazy um, or anything like that at all. Uh, and there were some powerful things that were said, and it was, and it was. I felt like it was important to get out there um, and show people that, hey, you know, yes, this we do live in a good country, um, and I do love this country. I love America. I love the opportunities I'm afforded here. But because of my love for this country, also means that we need to speak up about the things that are wrong in this country and the things that we do need to make better. You know. You know, speaking on systemic racism and just uh, police brutality and social injustice, uh, just all that stuff together. Like those are issues that we are having in this in this great country that we do live in. And for order in order for us to continue to make it uh, to make it better, we need to voice. We need to use our voices. We need to we need to fight. We need to speak up. Um, And so and that protest really. was a catalyst and it was it was definitely uh something that I needed to do um and it was definitely something it was good to be out there with my family and you know seeing different kinds of people and all that good stuff so I'm thankful for that moment um you know and then me living in Charlotte Charlotte had his fair share of protests as well and uh really getting out in the city and so um it's it's definitely it's a long road ahead but it 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 starts by actually getting out there and doing something and, you know, speaking up and, you know, being a light right now. I think that's important, uh, especially with this, you know, seeing everybody come together, different nationalities, different backgrounds, yep. different genders. Yep. I think that's important. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't seen anything like that in our time uh, yep. with everybody coming together like this. So that's um, What's next? What you working on? You working on anything? You just going to enjoy this, this moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's next? Definitely. I definitely want to keep pushing this book because it's very early. It's, I mean, I guess it's just a little bit over two months now that it's been out. So very fresh, very new. So I definitely want to keep pushing this book. I definitely want to use it in ways to help, you know, uh, impact the community, um, you know, in a way, any way that I can. So I'm definitely trying to just kind of think of different ways where I can, uh, you know, reach out and just do whatever I can. So uh, that's really kind of the next step is just kind of using this as kind of uh, as the catalyst for me to just kind of get involved in different things with different people. 
Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. definitely keep writing. You know, I have plans for more collections of work to come out. Um, maybe totally different from that type of vibe, the positivity mm -hmm. vibe. And maybe, you know, I, I definitely have some, you know, things that I want to put out and just kind of show my creativity as a whole, um, as a creative, uh, you know, so that's just not my whole MO. Uh, it's just the whole positive thing, just really a creative as a, as a whole. So I definitely um, have more things that I have in the works. Um, a lot of pieces that I have right now that I really want to formulate together. But yeah, just really using this book and pushing it and just kind of seeing where it goes from there. All right. All right. A few more little fun questions. Uh, sure. Who are some of your favorite authors? My favorite authors? Um, I really love Cleo Way. Um, she has a book that I think helped change my life and shape my life called Heart Talk. Um, I definitely encourage anybody out there to go check it out. It's on Amazon as well. Um, it was a big inspiration um, for me as far as writing this book that I wrote. Um, so she has uh, one called Heart Talk. Um, it has a newer one called Where to Begin. Um, and that kind of touches on a little bit more worldly and social issues. But Heart Talk is definitely the book to get. Um, I really love Bob Goff. Uh, Bob Goff writes some good uh, books as well. I'm finishing up uh, Everybody Always. Um, but yeah, those are some of the two bigger artists uh, or authors that I've been uh, reading, <laughs> authors that I've been reading um, right now. My I, I listen to uh, Mike Todd Pastor out in uh, Oklahoma, and he just wrote a book, uh, Relationship Goals, so I'm tapped into that as well. Um, so that's pretty good also. But yeah, that's kind of where uh, where I'm at right now as far as reading books. But definitely, I would say Leo uh, Way and Bob Goff are right up there for me right now. Have you been watching any uh, shows or movies during this time since you've been home? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely finished up. I uh, just finished up uh, Last Chance You, the new season. Uh, big, big on that. Uh, I have finished up. Uh, Vikings that was on uh, Hulu. Vikings is a really good show. Uh, I, I really love that. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm into uh, Snowfall right now, kind of late on Hulu mm -hmm. as well. Um, that's uh, Snowfall crazy. Uh, definitely uh, 18 and up. Watch that. <laughs> but, um, uh, what else was I watch? I watched the uh, Wu-Tang Saga on Hulu. Okay. Uh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just kind of um, nitpicking around on different shows. I you know a few movies and things like that. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been uh, been on right now for sure. Um, you've been listening to any music? Yeah, yeah, it's big uh, hip hop R and B uh, person. So I, I love all the big ones. You know, I'm a big I'm a big Cole fan, J Cole fan, uh, Drake guy. Even though he gets a lot of hate. Uh, big great guy, big R&B dude. Uh, so love all the R&B is coming out. You know, I love Kehlani, um, Summer Walker. Uh, you know, everybody really. I just kind of listen to Brent Fayez. Uh, you know, it's a lot of. Uh, I like Don Tolliver, uh, some rap as well uh, with him, and just yeah, I'm really listening to anything. Really, that's the Davies. Davies just dropped a new album, so big on Davies. Um, Really love his music, Ross. Big Ross fan as well. Uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm tapped in. You, right. it's out. I'm listening. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, so big, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
Um, before we close out, man, I want to give you the final words. Um, if there's anything, you know, you want to say to the people, um, or you want to plug a website or your book, you can go ahead and do no. that. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Like I said, that book is on uh, Amazon. Uh, you can type it in. I need you to know something. Uh, you can follow my writing page um, on Instagram, TJ1, the number one Robinson. Uh, so TJ1 Robinson, you can follow that uh, there. Um, links to my website is in the bio on my um, on my page as well. So it'll have you access to my other books and just um, some blogs and things like that and uh, some things that I have posted on there. But uh, just overall, I mean, just embrace your journey. That's really the biggest thing I can tell people. Like really embrace your journey, really fall in love with who you are, um, no matter how difficult that may be definitely fall in love with who you are because once you're comfortable in your own skin and just comfortable with your voice and you can, it, the sky's the limit. You know, oh, that's another person. I listen to Biggie a lot too, rest in peace, but big song by Biggie, sky's the limit, but it really is, uh, you know, just so really just embracing your journey um, and falling in love with who you are, especially during this time right now. You know, I feel like we're in a time of, it's, it's definitely a power shift that's happening. And so really people are really finding their voices and really understanding that their voice and their life matters for sure. Um, and so really um, embracing that. But yeah, if you don't do anything else, embrace your journey um, and fall in love with who you are and just kind of watch how your life starts to take form the way it needs to. Powerful words right there, man. Appreciate you. Most um, we also going to be doing a giveaway. I got an extra copy of the book. So we're going to put yeah. together something and Get that out to the people, somebody, one lucky winner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Copy of the book. So, uh, yeah, man, thank you for joining me, man. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you for having me on. This was great. Um, I'm always up for talking about anything, life, and all this good stuff as well. So I definitely appreciate you having me on for sure. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, my man. Yeah.